Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Thoughts on Demand. This week, Jake and I just kind of talk, hang out uh, about a few pranks that we did when we were younger. But I want to say thank you to everybody who has continued to support the show, listened and liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and subscribed to the show, and shared this with a friend. That is how we're going to continue to grow our audience. So hope you guys enjoy the show this week. I must decide the best way to On demand. Uh, do you know what? Uh, do you know what this month is, Jake? No, no clue. I mean, it's what is it? June. Hold on. Do you have music playing in the background? Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, my bad, man. I was just enjoying a little, a little uh, acoustic hip hop. You know what I was listening? Okay, hold on. You know what I was listening to uh, last week, and I was like, shit. The last time I heard this band. Was or group I should say was in Jake's car. Westside Connection. Oh man, yeah, that's dude, that's old man. Yes, because I w- my wife was like, "You want to play a board game?" Yeah, and I was like, "All right, I'll play a board game with you." And I just kept owning her. And uh, I was like, "Hold on, I got the perfect song for this moment." And I, I pulled up their song "Bow Down." Bow Down. <laughs> yeah, and I just set that down there. And I was like, "All right, let's go ahead and start another round of this," and made her listen to that song the entire time while I thoroughly whipped her ass. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, that that yeah. was a great album. <laughs> it was really one of the best, honestly. That that collaboration. I know Ice Cube tried a different collaboration, and I forget it was it. It was called Caution, spelled with a K, and uh, it was a bunch of younger guys. You know, he was trying to bring up, but they had a couple of good songs. I actually liked the album, but it didn't go anywhere. And I I go back to try and download some of those songs. Just I like that older stuff, and I can't find it anywhere. I just. I haven't seen it anywhere that you can download or stream it or anything. That's, but dude, there's a lot of stuff like that that's out there. Even everyone's like, oh, Amazon Music's great or Apple's great. Even if you pay for it, you get everything. I'm like, you don't get everything, because like even here's here's a big band that's not on there. Tool, Tool doesn't have their stuff anywhere for you to download, stream, or any of that kind of stuff. It's just non-existent. Huh. And so it bugs me because they're a huge band. And I'm like, all right, well, that's maybe one of the only bands I, I would actually pay for. Like, I have to go out and buy their CD, and I actually will go buy their CD now because I want to be able to listen to it in my car. But where do you even find, where do you listen to a CD anymore, dude? I, dude? I can't tell you. I think the last time I used a CD, it wasn't even to play music. It was to scrape ice off my window. I'm, I'm dead serious. <laughs> I swear to you. I lost my ice scraper at some point this window this year, and I just reached. I'm like, fuck, I got CDs. I used two of them, broke them, didn't give a shit, just whatever. I don't ever listen to them. Yeah, dude. It, but that was what I said. Like, if you buy a CD, I think Monir was talking about on an earlier episode, that the only place you can listen to it is in your car, and it's serious. Like, where else are you going to listen to that? I don't have a CD player anywhere in my house. So, no. okay, the other option is I have to buy their digital music, which I'm like, I'm already paying for Apple Apple Music or Amazon Music. Why do I have to pay for more music on top of that? Hmm. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. That's Why it's are they doing that? What's their point? What's what's the purpose behind that? What's their reason? Money, I'm sure. I, I It always comes down to money, dude. I mean, if you think about a band, uh, an actor, anything, whatever it is, they're they're all just a business. And furthermore, dude, like these businesses, I was laughing at this earlier because, dude, do you know what month it is? No, it's June. It's Pride Month, you silly fuck! Oh my gosh! It's what Pride Month? Gabe, it's Pride Month, dude. It's Pride Month, 
And so all these companies are oh. celebrating Pride Month, and I just keep thinking, I'm like, does anyone fall for this? Like, really, does anybody fall for this with these companies? Because realistically, they're just into it for the money. They don't care about the cause. Like, when it comes to these social justice warrior causes and stuff like that, and the reason I say it's a social justice warrior cause, I found out that uh, LGBT community has expanded the, the numbers or letters that they have. It's now LGBTQIA. I, you know, <clears throat> I, I should ask what that means, but I honestly don't care. I think it's, it's just it's too far. Uh, too far. Well, here you go. I, I'll share with you what I thought it was. I was like, LGBTQI. I heard I, I-A, and I was like, all right, like internal affairs? Oh, shit, like the, the, the gay community now has a, uh, like a oversight committee. Maybe they do need that. And I was like, oh, wait, no, 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 no. It's intersexual and like uh, asexuals Ooh. now. International out. aliens? Bro, I, I don't know, man. I'm not sure. Because Look. the other part, so I'm looking at it, I'm like, you now have more letters, and that includes everybody the only group of people you don't have in your community now are heterosexual or straight people so now you're just discriminating against one person or minority which was you 30 years ago you're now doing what was being done to you gotcha man i you know and here again i'm not i don't buy into any of it i won't go down that road i look at it no different than gay pride month why do you need a month same thing as Black History Month. Why do you need a month? Be, you know, celebrate that history all the time. Celebrate that pride all the time. You know, you don't just, just don't just ramp it up for a month to, you know, promote things. I, I just be proud all the time. Be who you are and just don't, it's just ridiculous. I think people just blow shit up to blow it up when it do boils down to one feel- simple thought. Do you ever feel like the the things that made man men, the things that made men, I don't want to say valuable to women, but valuable to a relationship or skills that we possessed are no longer even looked at as something of quality anymore? Like, all right, you can build something. Oh, th- who cares? I pay people to do that or I just go buy crap. Like, you know, t- skills that guys had that made them attractive to women, the ability to go out and... You know, maintain a yard and do yard work and chop down a tree, fix a car, you know, lift heavy stuff. It's no longer valued, it seems like. You know what? I'm going to say yes and no. I think that, and just, and, and it can play a reverse role for women as well. Do some men value, you know, I can go get my dry cleaning done. You know, my wife does that for me. You know, there's there's a value there too. There's a lot of things that women can do. Um, so it's not just one way. But no, I, I think so, and I don't think that all of them. Should, let me let me rephrase that. I'm going way off the rail. <laughs> let me try to get a thought out. Yeah. No, what I guess what I'm trying. You're gonna have more trolls running out. Yeah, you. no, I know. What I guess what I'm trying to say is, some women see that value and they recognize, wow, you know, my husband takes care of our home. He goes that extra mile to make sure it looks well. He he takes pride in our home as a family. And I think some women don't care. Um, I, I, I just think that's, it, it's a 50-50. I think some do, some don't. All right. Well, let's be a little bit more happy and on topic. <laughs> okay. I'm going to ask you this. <laughs> Speaking of those things that um, are, are women that uh, they don't value, some things they do, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mowing the lawn. 
I love mowing the lawn, dude. Even if it's a push mower, I love mowing the lawn. What about you? I, I mean, it's, it's it's just kind of like a generic guy thing that we kind of bitch about, but at the same time, when you have a freshly mowed lawn, you look at it and you're happy. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Love. Have you ever hit a toad with your lawnmower? No, no. I don't have... Dude. We don't have a lot of toads in our area. I have hit a mouse. Oh, yeah, I hit a fucking mouse once, oh. and that was nasty shit. It, does it vaporize? Or does it, like, shoot a whole, like, string of, like, bloody, like, spray out? Well, my problem was it was a, it was a bagger. I bag. All right. Oops. Oh, I, Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh, so, so that got sucked up in that bag and you, oh, you had to pull yeah, it Yeah, so as I'm going, you know, I'm mowing and I'm cruising along and uh, I'm right up against one of my garden beds and I see this little son of a bitch. I, I don't know. He must have been nested right against the bed, but... He takes off, and the grass was so tall, he ran right, it, before I could even stop, he ran right into the blade. And it just, thump, and it kept going, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Man, I had to pick that damn mouse out of it. It's just all, you you have to clean the bag out. you got you yeah. got to clean that out, or that garage is going to stink. Yeah, you almost have to, like, completely clean it out, and then just hose it, like, out down yeah. 20 minutes. You know what, though? It wasn't as bad oh, as one would rough. think. It, it more or less took it in thirds oh, but the blood was all over it was in thirds and it was kind of connected a little bit you know, here and there with a little bit of tissue it wasn't horrible but it wasn't pretty it yeah, wasn't pretty toads, I, I hit a toad today and it, it kind of just disintegrates man it depends on the size of the toad because the toad i hit today was small but a few weeks ago i hit a toad and that thing was it was like way buried in the grass and it came shooting up when i went over it and just and just shot out the side of it because I don't bag, and I was just like, "Oh, I got bloody toad all over my, <laughs> all over <laughs> my lawn now." And it's in my backyard, so I'm walking around out there, and I let my cat out there. So I was like, "All right, we're gonna just stay in the house for a few days. You know, I don't want my cat out there running around eating up toad guts." You didn't clean it up. You couldn't. Like it really, like it was like, it, can you clean ground beef out of your your grass? Like if it was just ground beef that someone took and just threw out there. Damn. Yeah, and it just, I was like, damn, dude, that was crazy. But it was nice, too, man. Like, I, we, we've been out and about, and I'm like, I actually have bullfrogs by me, which is kind of cool. Huh. Which, hopefully, I'll never hit one of those sons of bitches. No, that, well, they live in, yeah, I don't think you get one up in your lawn. But, hey, so, I know you don't have, you don't have a dog, right? I know. No. So, our dog, Golden Retriever, she, um, she mows the lawn with me. But I get the sense sometimes, and I, I sense this with the other golden that we had that passed. These dogs have such personalities, and sometimes I think my dog fucks with me. And here, here's an example. So I mow the lawn, and she has to be outside with me. Anytime I'm in the yard, she's got to be outside with me, and she follows me everywhere I go. So when I mow the lawn, I go back and forth, and she follows me. Well, we had been outside damn near all day, and I had just got done cleaning up the dog shit. And I go and I fire the mower up, and I'm into my first cut in the lawn. She runs in front of me, looks at me, and I swear to you, I swear to you, if a dog could wink, she winks at me. And she pops a squat and shits directly in front of the mower. And then roosts at the mower and looks at me like, yeah, there you go. I've been saving that one. I knew you were going to mow. And I swear to you, this dog, it's not the first time she's done shit like that. And again, most of the time she'll drop a tennis ball, but this time I think, I think she wanted to up her game. I really do. I think she had it in her. I think that was a planned shit. 
Dude, you know what? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed, but I'm also a little envious. I wish I could do something like that. Just like walk into my boss's office and just shit on their floor and just look at him like, yeah, I did that. And walk out with that kind of <laughs> sense of confidence that she does to you. Because that's like blazing, like brazen, you know, craziness that only an animal could get away with. And you know what? They, I think they're smarter than we lead on, man. I think they know what's going on. Here, you, you, This is the best part. So... While I was mowing the lawn, uh, my mother-in-law was over, and her and my wife were out on the deck, and they were having, uh, I don't know, they were having lunch or something. She was over for a barbecue that day. And um, my wife heard me go, what the fuck, from the front yard. And as I come walking into the back to get the scooper, she looks at me, and she goes, she shit in front of you, didn't she? My wife knew. She she was like, (laughs) she, she fucking knew exactly what Hazel did. Like, you gotta be kidding me. Oh, that is too funny. Uh, I'm just kidding. She might be sitting in the uh, in the kitchen telling your dog, go shit in front of him. <laughs> Whenever you're sitting there. And yeah. Hazel's smart. Who She's not that you're smart. Gonna be, yeah, you're going to be sitting out on the deck one day. Your dog's just going to come up and look at you and just shit right in front of you on the deck. You're like, yeah, oh. I did that too. <laughs> She's like, yeah, man. Yeah. it's Pets are a trip. I really think they yeah. have person. A lot of them have personalities. Some are dipshits. I have a hard time trusting people who didn't have pets as a kid. It's weird. Or don't like animals. Like, or don't like animals. Yeah. Like, well, dude, our grandmother tried to light one of our cats on fire. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. She, I mean, she hated animals. Yep. Well, I know that uh, I had taken, earlier when I was, was younger, I had another golden, and I took her up there one time just to visit. I used to always go for the weekend, and, man, she was pissed that I brought the dog with me. That thing can't come in the house. <laughs> oh, shit, all right. No. Yeah, yeah, not happy. Yeah. I don't know why she is so upset about animals. Anyway, there, there's those people. And I, I feel like if you don't have an animal growing up, it's like a soft skill that you never quite fully understand because it's like I, I, I can't be rough with this thing. It's almost like dealing with an infant or a child all the time, and you have to pretty much care for them. I mean, it's like a different kind of what the it hell It teaches you compassion and caring and how to nurture. You have there to. You, you have to care for another living organism. That, that loves you back. Yeah. And it's tough because they are completely on their own, under their own volition. Like, they have no give a fuck about you. Because they don't have the social decorum. Like, if even if you have a kid and your kid hates you, mm-hmm. at the very end, they're like, that's my parent. Like, that's my dad. That's my mom. And there's still some sort of attachment, like, emotionally. There's none of that in an animal. Like, if that animal hates you, that animal hates you. Hey, just so you know, your dick, your dog hates you. <laughs> right. Like, there, there's no him being like, oh, I love my owner because he's my owner. No, that guy's an asshole. I'm going to stay away from him. Right. Yeah, animals don't, uh, they read people really well. And I, well, you know, I know, you know, a lot of my customers, I'll go visit them in, at their places and, uh, you know, I'll go out and make calls. And I go visit my customers at their shops. And a lot of them have shop dogs. And I always make sure that the food, well, and not make sure that I do it. I always do it because I love dogs. But uh, I'll walk into the shop, and the first thing I do before I even greet them, I greet the dog. Because the dog greets me. So I'll get right down on that dog's level. I'll pet the dog. I enjoy that time. But right away, I have a bond with that customer. If, they're, if they love animals enough to have them at their place of work with them, you, you by bonding with that animal, you, I immediately have a trust with that customer. And I've seen it. I think that's also how you know if people are an asshole or not. 
Like you, dude, if you walk over to your buddy's house and your dog is always barking at you and nipping mm. at your legs, you know what? That guy's probably a dick, and in the long run, is going to screw you over. Yeah. Like animals absolutely take on the personality of their owners. That's why when people are like, you know, I've never met a cat that I like. Well, you probably hang out with shitty people then. Sorry to tell you. Yeah. yeah. Then again, occasionally you have a cat. I mean, we had a cat. I I remember one of our cats chased your girlfriend, fiance at the time, out of the house. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like literally was attacking her. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't like her one bit. Didn't like her one bit. Should but well, and for a good reason. Now, so maybe yeah, maybe there's good reason. Yeah, the cat should have told me. But that doesn't explain Andrew, because Andrew's a wonderful human being and a great person. And uh, man, she that's did true. not like Andrew. <laughs> maybe she was just like this guy's really fun to mess with. Well, that's true though, because Andrew, God love him, he is fun to fuck with. Oh, but he, he's because he takes a joke so well. That's why, like, he he gets it. He doesn't take himself too seriously and has fun with it. Not a lot of people can actually be in on the joke, right? When you're messing with him, like they he he totally gets it and he gives it just as. Oh well. yeah. And that sounds really. I'm sorry. Well, we're in Pride Month, so it sounds really good. So maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> um, but he is able to just give it back to you and really mess with you just the same and give you a burn. Mm-hmm. So like, eh, all right. But you deal with a lot of people. You make one joke about me. You're an asshole. Yeah. I'm taking my ball and going home. Where you're like, really, bro? Yeah, we really. Uh, yeah, I unfortunately have to deal with some sensitive people like that from time to time, and it's it's rough because they just These don't are get the people it. People who don't want to hear your mom jokes. Right. You're trying to have fun and lighten the mood, and and that's just ribbing is part of it. You know, um, hell, in our family, if you weren't being fucked with, we didn't like you. That's just that's true. Uh, it's, Dead serious. That's true. That's true. But I also think about it. I guess. Oh, I totally lost my train of thought. That <laughs> <laughs> happens. It's just gone out the window. I should edit this out, but I'm probably nah. Fuck it, leave it in. It is what it is, man. It's you yeah. know. I look when I when I got on here tonight. I'm like, you know what? I I fuck format. I haven't talked to my brother all week. Let's just bullshit and fucking <laughs> let it fly, man. There's not much that's really been going on. Hey, man. there really so isn't. oh here's one. No, so the other day I was talking to one of, one of these guys at work, and uh, he was he was telling me how pissed off he was that uh, his son had thrown a house party when he was out of town last weekend. Is this the? Uh... Oh wait, no, never mind. No, no, this is yeah, this is just somebody I know from work, but not I don't okay. actually work with him. Um. So any, anyway, he. He was telling me, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, the kids fucked my yard up. I'm like, me and he fucked your yard up? He's like, well, he had, a, had about 40 people over, and they had a keg in the backyard, and they just stomped the shit out of my grass. Like, okay, your grass, your grass will grow back. I'm like, you know, or aren't you, what are you mad about here? Are you mad? I'd be pissed that he had a bunch of people over. He's like, nah, I really don't care about that. He goes, I'm fucking pissed about the grass. I looked at him, and I go, dude. Whoa, I go, His priorities are way I looked at him and I go, you, you have no idea how lucky you got off. I go, the shit me and my buddies used to do at house parties was just insane. Like, I, like you got off light. You're bitching about grass. I'm like, you could have had way worse. And he's like, well, what do you mean? So I, I was telling him about this time. Um, oh, there was three of my buddies and I, and we... Uh, we decided that we were we would we were never invited to house parties for good reason. We were assholes, but um, we crash them all the time. And we'd always we play. We decided we were going to play a game. Who could do the most fucked up thing to the person's house and get away with it? Which you know, this is horrible. Even 
talking about I, I feel bad about the stuff we did you know I'm all grown yeah. I do I, you know you're grown up now you you realize how hard people work for things but when you're a kid you're an asshole so one of my buddies we go to this house party and one of my buddies he decides what he's gonna do he I don't think it was a decision at first but um, he he was asking a girl that 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 own or that lived there the parents uh, was her parents house he was asking he's like hey I really gotta go to the bathroom somebody's downstairs he goes you know we weren't allowed upstairs he's like can I go upstairs and use the upstairs bathroom she's like no you're not going upstairs he's like I gotta go to the bathroom really bad I'm like I'm not gonna do anything just you know she's being a real bitch she's like I'm telling saying shit to him that just uncalled for so what, what does he do he goes out in the garage and he takes one of these old Folgers metal coffee cans and he dumps this fucking thing out, and he's like, dude, like, what are you doing? He's like, dude, turn around. He starts taking a shit into this Folgers coffee can. I'm like, oh, that is nasty. So, like, her dad's workshop, he's out here taking a shit in a coffee can. And, yeah, oh, it is foul as hell. I remember, I think he wiped his ass with, like, a shop rag and threw it across this girl's garage. I'm like, dude, you're so wrong. He's like, yeah, you want to see wrong? He goes back in the house, and he sneaks into the kitchen, and he takes that coffee can, and he throws it in the fucking oven. And he turns the oven on self-clean. So, you know, when you do that self-clean shit, that oven gets really hot and it automatically locks itself for safety. And oh, when it, yeah. it waits until it hits a certain temperature, then it unlocks. So we're at this party. He throws this thing in self-clean. And about 15 minutes later, the house starts filling up with shit smoke. It was so... Oh, there's there's so like 60 wrong. people in this house. And this fucking girl is just screaming. Ah, she's trying to get this damn damn oven open. Is This shit smoke is just billowing out. She's shutting it off, but the oh, fucking thing's locked. So oh, we cleared the whole house out. I'm like, man, what are you going to do to top that? It's just fucked up. Dude, you know what would have also been a great one is if... When he was done emptying out like this dad's like nuts and bolts and shit out of his coffee can, because every guy has his coffee can with nuts and bolts and shit. Oh yeah. If after he was done shitting in that can, he just scooped those nuts and bolts up and put them back in. Uh, so the next time that guy goes in to get, he's like, oh, and he just dumps the can out. He just dumps this <laughs> just hot, just giant turd. Or his whole garage would smell like shit for a few days. He's like, where is that coming from? And finally, he would sit there and he would track it down by just sniffing it out. Of that. Sniffing it out, but he would do that move where, because, like, I don't know about you, man, but, like, when I'm trying to either hear something differently, obviously, but even if I'm trying to, like, see something or smell something, I'll turn the music down if there's a radio playing. Because I'm like, I don't know how, but <laughs> this music is distracting me from smelling, and I have to turn it down. Does that happen to you? No, no. I can't dude, say. Next, it's hilarious, but that's... <laughs> next time you're trying to smell something and, like, the radio's playing, dude, I'm not even kidding. Go over and turn it down, and you're like, I can smell better. I don't know why. Oh, it clears your senses. Maybe your senses are yeah. just distracted, and your brain's trying to do everything, but if you're like, fuck it, I can focus in on the I could see that. I could see that. So, yeah, so the can't... We cleared a party out. So then a couple weeks later, there was another party, and it's, now it's my turn. Now I'm, in, now I'm in. So we ended up going to this... I, I forget her name, but... No, I, I remember her name now, but I'm not going to say it. Anyway, she lived in this really richy, rich neighborhood, you know, gated community. And uh, we ended up sneaking in over there. And there's there's probably about, I don't know, 20 kids there. And uh, so it was a little bit more laid back than the previous party. And uh, this was, you know, early, mid-90s. And, you know, remote controls were big back then and cordless phones. Like nobody has cell phones like, like we do now. 
and remote controls. Yeah, you could. No, you'd have that shitty cordless phone in the yep, house. That yep. You'd have that weird so, antenna that it would pull all mm-hmm. the way out, and it'd be like a three foot antenna. You'd be hitting it on doors and shit. Yep. And the phone would only work in the room where the base was and maybe one bedroom, but it would never work in the furthest room of the house or you'd have these weird dead spots and yeah. shit. So, like, every TV would have a remote, every, and every TV had a cable box that had a remote. Then you had your stupid cordless phones. So what I decided to do with this chick's house, now, her parents don't know she's having this party, right? So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to get her ass busted. I took every fucking remote control and every cordless phone in that house. So there wasn't a phone left. You had all these phone bases. You had all these TVs. So so like her parents. But in a weird way, kind of nice because you know those bases back in the day, like they would sell just the phone portion of it all the time. So you could you could get all these like smaller bases. You had one main base. Right. My 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 whole thought behind it was. Now, like, how is she going to explain this to her parents? Like, every remote in the house and every phone have disappeared. What happened? Like, you threw this party? What? How did this happen? You know, that was my thought. Like, I'm going to get yeah. back at her for Because there's no lie you can come up with. Like, you might be able to right. lose the TV remote. Like, yep. I don't know what happened to it. Like, it is beyond me. Like, maybe I left it in the pizza box and I threw it out. But no, every remote in the house? Every remote? Yeah, that's not going to happen. What, you lift it in 18 different pizza boxes? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a pretty so, cool move. <laughs> so the next the next one we ended up doing my, my other buddy this was his turn and um this wasn't like an end of the year school party so this this thing was fucking out of control there was a shit ton of people there and uh so all of a sudden he just starts chanting and, and you know they were in a living room right and there's it's fucking wall-to-wall kids drinking and just getting nuts and he starts screaming we need a dance floor turn up the music he just starts screaming it and uh, he's like, hey, help me lift this couch. We'll carry this couch outside real quick. And the girl that was at the house, her and her brother were throwing a party. And they're like, no, 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 I'll take the couch outside. And they're like, hey. My buddy's like, we'll just carry it out. We'll put it on the front lawn. We'll have the dance floor in here. And he goes, and after the party, we'll bring it back in. Oh, and then, you know, everyone's like, yeah, you know, the whole damn crowd's cheering. And shit's getting rowdy. And they're, they the, want the mob mentality. The yep. couch on the front lawn. Yep. So, you know, the, all right. No, no, dude. No, no, no. Not even the sprinklers. So I help him pick up the couch, and as we carry the couch out, we, we get out by the front lawn. I'm like, where do you want to put this down? He's like, in my truck. Keep going. Everyone, the, uh, the mob is paying attention in the living room. Right? Everyone's going nuts. Nobody's paying attention to the three guys carrying the couch out. Everyone else is oh just God. getting nuts. So we end up putting this giant fucking three-seat you know, sleeper couch in the back of dude's truck, and we just fucking left. <laughs> So, how do you explain that shit to your parents when they come home and their fucking couch is gone? Just gone. Where'd the couch go? You have to like run through your house and like phony burglarize it. (laughs) Like you'd have to take a couple things, but then your mom would be like, "The only thing that's fucking gone is the couch." That's the only thing they've taken is the couch. It was just fucked. I'm like, we. I'm getting in the truck. Like, dude, you're crazy. I'm like, you win. You totally win the competition. This is fucking wrong. That that's an instant. Yep. So I mean, I the only thing I ever do is upper deck people. Yes. But I think I don't know if that's a is that a term you think everybody knows? Oh God, yeah. Upper upper deck's been around for years. In case you don't, so an upper deck is where you take the the tank lid off and you shit in the toilet tank. So that every time the person flushes the toilet, more crap comes down from the tank and just refills the bowl. And then it takes forever to get it out. Or you got to reach in there and dig that turd out of the tank. Yeah. 
Yeah, but damn, stealing someone's couch definitely tops that. Yeah, yeah, there was, there was. But for real, like, so you went to school with these people. Obviously, these stories must have like been going around school. Like, how did she? What did they? No, do no, no. Them? So did you ever get resolution? No, no. For this see, stuff? we wouldn't go. See, okay, so we had gone to an elementary school and a middle school, and from that, a lot of people branched off. So we knew a lot of people, but then they would branch off to different high schools all over the valley. Mm-hmm. So we would never go to our parties for our school, mostly because people didn't like us there, <laughs> which was obviously understandable. Well, yeah, I mean, you're stealing couches and shitting in coffee cans. I can only imagine what you're doing on campus. Uh, we were never there. Okay. Yeah, we were never there. So, it, it, but yeah, so we wouldn't go necessarily to our – I mean, they, people would know us, but we, we didn't live anywhere near them. It was – you know, the city, city was big. And that's when other we had a lot of school overcrowding issues at that point in the in the nineties. So they were opening new high schools all over the place. So a lot of the kids that you had gone to school in elementary and middle school with, they ended up going to a lot of different high schools all over the valley. Gotcha. Well, there are a lot of magnet schools too. Like I know I went to a magnet school and I didn't realize it until way later in life, man. So I, I, I went to school in the inner city. And I didn't realize magnet students was like reverse desegregation. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it was reverse integration. I was like, oh, so you set up these magnet schools in the hood to bring the the, the kids from the sub- suburbs into the inner city. Like, oh, I get it. Was it was a shady now. way of doing it. Yeah. It was. It tricked us into it. I was like, damn. And looking back on it, I wouldn't have changed. I, I think I got a decent education at my school because in a lot of these places, it is kind of what you make of it. And so, but I was lucky. My school, even though it was in the hood, had some really decent high school teachers. Like I had seven or eight teachers in high school that were actually pretty good. Well, you had good friends there too. I did. I did. I had one teacher. Dude, I don't know if I ever told you this. So, it was my it was my freshman year health teacher, and he was like the basketball coach, and he taught some like crazy bullshit elective. I think it was health, and it didn't matter. Like you show up, you pass that class. It was one of those. Mm-hmm. And in class, we were talking. I was like, yeah, man, I'll bet you. I'll bet you on a football game this weekend. And we started betting Gatorades. Well, Gatorades equaled five bucks. And in the Gatorade wrapper, you would slip $5 in behind that sleeve. And we bet all year long, real money. Me and my teacher were like, and I look back, I'm like, I wonder if he was a gambling addict. Because he's betting with his students, real money, on a weekly basis. Damn. Yeah, yeah, you get fired for that shit. The other part is, is, I always paid up. I always paid up. If I lost, I was like, I owe you five bucks, and he'd get his Gatorade with five bucks. But if it was like ten bucks, it would be two Gatorades. So that was kind of it. Like every 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 Gatorade, you actually had to bring in a Gatorade to keep it going in front of all the other students. So if they ever questioned it, like, yeah, I bet him two Gatorades. Yeah, Jeremy heard me bet him two Gatorades. I brought him two Gatorades. You know what? <laughs> what a good way to get to know your student, though, too. I mean, yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. Did you think that negatively impacted your relationship with him in school? Or... No, nah, man, I had, another, I had another teacher in that school that punched me in the back of the head in the middle of class. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I forget, like, it was kind of, like, playful. Like, we were, like I, I shouldn't say it was playful. A teacher punched me. Um but he was kind of like he was an old, a uh, little bit older guy. I guess in hindsight, he was probably like 27, 28. But he had gone to that high school, and he was a big basketball player, dude. And he he was a really fun teacher, and he was always like he was one of the AP teachers and honors teachers. So, 
like everybody knew him because he just had a crazy personality and he had set up this like thing in class it was like a like a fort made out of desks and stuff and whatever the scenario was at the end of it he came over and reached over the desk and like punched me in the back of the head. i was like get your ass back here i'm like all right all right i got you you're being serious i'm listening now huh. I, I remember seeing, i fucked with teachers all the time though because i remember he had a uh, same teacher had a big rock for his hall pass you need to carry that big rock and you're like fuck dude this thing's ridiculously like heavy for no reason <laughs> and it's just to be inconvenient to go to the bathroom so he didn't want you to leave in his class that's funny that's a great idea yeah and i was just like all right fine you know what i'm so sick of this rock i've been carrying this thing because i had him for two years in a row i was like i'm gonna get him so i went into the bathroom after i took a piss and i put this rock in the sink and i washed it so it was wet and i came bringing it back <laughs> and i was holding it in paper towels he's like what the hell's going on i put it on his desk i was like man this rock's stupid i dropped it in the toilet it's all wet now i had to grab that thing out for you and he lost his shit it was like freaking out i was like why the hell are you putting this on my desk that's some shit rock just yelling <laughs> And I am, I mean, the whole class is just laughing at it. I'm up front. I'm just like, I'm dying in the front of the class at his desk. And he's like, you think this is funny? I was like, yes, because I put it in the sink just to mess with you. This is the best day ever. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's good. You know, I never did any playful pranks with teachers like that. Coworkers I fuck with. I had one of, uh, when I was working for Frito-Lay, I had this one receiver at one of my uh, Woodman's accounts. Super cool lady. In fact, I still talk to her to this day. Um, she had this little three by three. Well, I was probably bigger than that. Probably a four by four office. There was one back to back with another gal that worked back there receiving with her. And I had these long invoices that were like four inches wide, but they'd be three feet long, and they'd kind of curl up from the printer coil. And uh, it was Halloween time. I mean, there was sometimes you see mice in the back room in this grocery store, and it's a big ass like warehouse type store. And, uh, man, she was deathly afraid of these mice. Like, they would they would scurry, and she'd dance and scream and jump up in people's arms, like, just petrified of mice. So in one of the returns carts back there, after she had checked my shit, and I was printing her invoices, and she went to lunch. And I was like, oh, Kelly, I'll put the <clears> – <throat> I said, oh, hey, I'll put the invoice in your office. She said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I take this rubber rat, and I wrap it up in the invoice, and I leave, like, a two-foot tail hanging, but – the other foot and a half is wrapped around the rat tight. And I stick it up on a shelf above her desk where the invoice was, like, hanging down. So she'd grab it and yank it down so the rat would fall oh, on so her. the mouse would just fall on her. You could hear her scream from one end of the store to the other. She fucking lost her mind. Hops on the loudspeaker. Jake from State Farm. Get to the back room right now. Oh, oh man. She was fucking furious. I had everybody in that place laughing because they all could hear oh Kelly scream and they all knew I got her. Oh, man, it, it was hilarious. Fun, what is your... Cause, okay, I don't know if uh, it, it, this is a known fact, but grocery store receivers or receivers for like stores like, like a Target and a Walmart, those people are some of the craziest people. Oh, ever. yeah. Yep. Because it is, it attracts this weird antisocial personality where they're usually really angry. But if for some reason they like you, you're the one out of every everybody else. You might be the one person at work that they like, but for some reason they like you, and they will always like you. Yep. And no one understands why. It's, it's some and somehow I get the majority of those crazy ones to like me. 
Uh, I, yeah, because they're just very particular. They're not they're not really crazy, but they have a very ordered system. Just do it the way they like it done, and everything goes super smooth. I remember this guy. So my first Frito route in Vegas, there was a Vons like right down the street from um, our warehouse. And it was my first stop every morning. And the guy's route that I took, he got fired. And I didn't know why. I had just come on, and the route was open. I took it. I Right out of training, I had this route which wasn't a normal thing to happen. So I, I really lucked out. This dude got fired, and I, I didn't know why. So I go to this Vons, and I meet this guy, and he's, he's like this super tall, lanky dude. He's like 6'5", and he's giant. He looks like a scarecrow. And, uh, man, this guy is a dick. Just, I mean, good morning, and he just looks at you. No, it's not. You know, just everything you do is he flips on you. It's negative. He's just not a nice dude. So about three months goes by, and I, I keep working at this guy. 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 And uh, finally, I say, hey, how was your weekend? He goes, great, great. I went to the VW show. I go, oh, you have a VW? He's like, yeah. Oh, I was thinking about getting a Baja bug. Bam, I'm right in. This guy's like a VW nut. Now now he he thinks that I'm interested in VW, so now he wants to talk to me. So now this guy's my buddy. Dude, I really hope you're into VWs because that could be a boring ass conversation. Well, I was at the time. I was I was looking into building a Baja bug. It was something I wanted to do, and I ended up never doing it. Didn't get around to it, but I had done a lot of research and reading, and and was really into it. And I was kind of curious to get his viewpoints on some of the things. And uh, you know, you could ask me shit. And I'm not gonna remember. I I couldn't even tell you half of the shit I remember reading or half of the shit I read. I, I just don't. I, it was years ago. So anyway, this, I ended up getting in with this guy. So we ended up talking, and he's like, you know, I like you a lot better than the last guy. He goes, I, they, they fired him because of me. And I said, oh. I said, well, what happened? He goes, he tried to kill me. I go, no, no. And he he kind of snickers, and he's like, yeah. He goes, it was bad. I'm like, whoa, okay, so now I got to figure this out. Like, how did, what the fuck happened? He's not giving me the story. So I go to another vendor, and he's like, man, go ask the Budweiser rep. He'll tell you all about it. All right, so a couple days goes by. I finally tracked down the Budweiser rep. I'm like, hey, what happened between the old Frito guy and the receiver? He's like, man, he goes, Jay was just being Jay. And he goes, and the dude that used to work in your position, he was like, he was a gym rat. And he was just all roided out and just jacked. And uh, Jay pushed his buttons, and the guy fucking snapped. Picked this giant six, however foot tall receiver up throws him in the cardboard baler and had pulled down the gate and clicked the button and the baler was closing and jay he, he could do everything he could do just to lift the gate enough to get the thing to shut off and the budweiser guy was hanging off of this dude trying to get him to quit hitting the button and let the guy out and he finally fucking had him long Jesus. enough that the frito guy couldn't hold the gate and jay was able to get the fuck out and run they ended up calling security and they arrested the guy but that's how I ended up getting my route in free, at Frito. But that guy was such a dick that he finally pushed somebody to try and fucking kill him. And you just think about that. Like, yeah. is he going to change or is he going to be the no. same guy coming back to work? Like, screw same it. Same guy. Oh, I, yeah, it took me 20 years to get almost killed Dude, once. I like those odds. That's the same story they found the dead, we found the dead hooker in the dumpster. So Jeez. that the shit I saw working for that company, it's insane. So that same store... I end up, 
I ended up getting to the point where I built that store up, right? And I'm selling a lot more, so I would get there a little earlier. I'd get there about a half hour before Jay would open the back door. I'd be the first guy in, so I could be the first guy out on the sales floor, take care of my shit and going home. So I get there about 4.30 in the morning. I'm unloading all my shit in the back, and uh, this store happened to kind of be by the mall to a degree. And people used to always dump, like, stuff. Stores would close and they dump garbage back there um, by the dumpster, and uh, so there was always weird shit back there. And uh, so I'm unloading, and, and Jay opens up the door at five o'clock, and I'm getting ready, and he goes over and he's taking the trash out. And you hear him go, "Oh fuck, another goddamn mannequin! These fucking things don't bend." And I'm kind of looking over at him, and you see this leg that was sticking out of the dumpster, and he goes and he grabs it, and he jumps back, and he goes, he starts screaming, "It's warm." And he runs back into the store, and uh, I go to walk over, and he's like, don't go over there. Don't go over there. That's a body. And it's fucking dead hooker. Like, if somebody had dumped her Damn. really close to the time that I had arrived there because she was still warm a half hour later. Damn. Yeah. That was that was one of the close calls I had out on that. The, the second one was the one when I fucking decided i had to get out of that state but yeah that was that was that same store that was just i mean just some of the crazy shit you saw you know two o'clock three o'clock in the morning in las vegas off of the strip was insane yeah but dude there was a lot of that i i you know when we'd have family come to visit mm-hmm. they came from the uh, what people would consider flyover states i mean when they would come to visit they would be surprised by stuff like oh there's a viper you know that's kind of cool you don't see that many of those cars around and they'd be like Oh, at the time, that's a cross dresser. Whoa. Like, they had never seen that or experienced that. Yeah. Growing up in Vegas is just, it's a very odd place because you see some, you, you see the crazy, like, gambling addicts, the, the old ladies at the slot machine smoking, and they have a cigarette in one hand and an oxygen mask in the other. Or the ones that are smoking um, through the hole in their neck. Yeah, and then you have just, I remember at a Target on a Friday night when I was working there, I was one of the managers, and this lady came over and complained. She's like, hey, can you go talk to the person in the next aisle over? Like, I'm not trying to be insensitive, but I have my child. And I turned the corner, it's a dude, most definitely a dude, hairy tank, like he's hairy. His whole body is just covered in fur. He's got a sweater on. And he's got like this tank top on and this little tutu miniskirt with his balls hanging out of it. <laughs> and I got to go walk up to this and I'm like, hey, Dude, I don't. Can you please just do me a favor and tuck that away? Like there are kids in the store, and right. he just kind of looks at her and he's like, and he's like upset that I just made this. I'm sorry that I made you put your testicles away in a target. <laughs> yeah, I didn't feel like that would ever, ever be something that would come out of my mouth. Dude, I said we were talking about pranks. I just thought about this one. Oh shit! I always loved doing this one to new people when I worked at Target. I know it's stupid, but you'd give him a name like Mike Hawk. <laughs> and you'd be like, hey, you have a, a call, Mike Hockey, uh, you know, whatever is online, you know, 52 or whatever. And it would be the intercom, and you'd get him to pick up, oh, Mike, and you'd also get, like, and they'd always be super embarrassed. I love doing that one. Uh, but uh, I, I kind of pulled a prank this week, and I didn't even realize that it was a prank until way later. And I was super happy and elated because it was a pleasant surprise in the afternoon. Oh, shit. So. I went online and I was looking because we're getting all like all our will and all that kind of stuff uh, put together and our trust. And so I had to go look at the values of our cars. So I had to go pull up um, Kelly Blue Book. And I went to Kelly Blue Book, typed in all the information, didn't put my phone number in anywhere, but it was all fake information. So I used Mike Hawk. 
Yeah, <laughs> d- did all the bullshit. I don't even remember what I put as the street name, but it was something along the lines of like swinging dick or whatever. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, all right, cool, cool, that works. And the next day, I started getting phone calls from dealerships. And the first one was like, I never even put my phone number in. It freaked me out. I was like, I don't even know how they pulled my phone number, but whatever. And so the first guy was like, you know, it was Mike there. I'm like, ah, damn it. I didn't realize <laughs> they were going to get my number. So I hung up. Second guy called me. I hung up. But the third one, I was at Target walking around shopping. I was like, all right. So he called. And he's like, yeah, I'm looking for Mike Ock. And I'm like, this guy has no idea. He has no idea Mike Hawk is a fake name. And so I was like, who are you looking for? And he's like, I'm looking for Mike Ock. And I'm like, bro. I think you have the wrong number. He's like, this isn't my cock. I'm like, I am definitely not your cock. And he was like, oh. And I was like, I think you got pranked. He's like, I know. And it was so bad because I've just said your name like four times and it's not your real name. And I am dying. I am dying in the middle of Target. And my wife is just looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you right now? And I didn't realize that as I'm having this conversation, there was this lady over my shoulder listening to me say, you think my name is my cock? (laughs) (laughs) My cock. And she keeps hearing me say it and him saying, I'm like, oh, my God. So this lady's just sitting here like, why is this guy keep talking about his cock? Oh, shit. That was great. Yeah. And it was just like so unexpected. That it was just a pleasant surprise for the day and totally made oh, my yeah, day. Yeah, I can see. That made my day. That was great. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just, you don't get those uh, those experiences all that much. No. Oh, man, it's just, just been busy. Just fucking, you know, I don't, man, life is just, fuck it, it's constant. You don't ever really get a rest, man. And I, I'm just, I took no. another two days off. I got, uh, this is my friend. Yeah, I, man, I just want some more time at home. Like, I feel like I've been at work just constantly. I took another four-day weekend. Just going to burn some of my vacation. I decided that this summer I took, I took a bunch of my vacation days and just took Thursday, Fridays off. So I put a bunch of four-day weekends into my summer. It's funny that you said that because from here on out, I think I'm going to take one week of actual vacation. But then the rest of my days, I'm gonna take three and four day weeks. That's exactly what I did. Cause then you max, you maximize your time away. Yep. yep. You know, if you take two solid weeks or three, say you get three solid weeks, you take those. That's just ch- three chunks, three chunks that are five days realistically mm-hmm. of no work. But if you break that up, you can get a bunch of four day stretches. Yep. You know, and if you like, I tied the last one into. Memorial Day, so I had I had a week, I had five days off. It was wonderful, you know. And you give yourself a better recoup, recoup time. I really think that, and I I find that I was way more effective this last few weeks at work than I had been. And I think it was because I actually had that stretch of recuperation time. I don't think enough people take that. In fact, I told one you of know, my guys today, I'm like, dude, you haven't booked any vacation for the year. I'm like, dude, you get you get two and a half weeks. I mean, he's a young kid, man. He's like in his early twenties. Like, dude, you you get two and a half weeks of paid vacation. I'm like, go do something. He's a quiet dude. And he's like, ah, I really don't have much to do. I'm like, dude, I'm like take fucking time off. I'm like, go fish, go fucking golf, go whatever. I'm like, he yeah, he doesn't have anything to do because nah. he doesn't have the time off. Take the time off but to go. That's do just something. it. I'm like, if you don't take it, you with our company, if you don't take it, you lose it. 
which whatever they but it's because they want you to take it they want you to go rest mm-hmm. you know that's something that they value for us so i just don't understand why he doesn't jump on it like so i told him i'm like dude you, you if if you don't pick a few then i'm going to sit down with you and we're going to do it together i'm like i i want you to rest i don't want you burned out i, I want you to you know i just don't want him to work himself to death especially at that age man i and then i think you get a sour taste a lot in of your these mouth companies yeah, I think a lot of these companies, they talk about that. They want you to be able to take time off and enjoy time with your family. But I'll tell you right now, man, most companies that I've worked for, you have to bid for your vacation, and it has to then be approved. And it, it, it doesn't necessarily matter. Like, I can go – I can guarantee you when I have to do my vacation bid coming up, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to request multiple four-day weekends just at random, not like even around holidays or anything that I can guarantee you they'll probably be denied. Because what ends up happening is you basically have a four-day work week twice a month. And these places don't want you to. They don't want you to. That's silly. And a a happy, rested, well-taken-care-of employee is going to work ten times harder for you because they know you're vested in them. They know you you care. That I swear to God, just that little bit of fucking caring goes a long way with people. And that goes yeah, for I, any you know, aspect. They write it into even, their even... vacation. If they wrote it into their vacation policies where you said, hey, here's what it is. You get three weeks of vacation, but I'm going to give you another week of three-day weekends. So you need to pick five three-day weekends. Right. You know, or whatever it is, like a part of your vacation, half that vacation time, unless you're taking a, like a trip somewhere that's big, and I'll, I, we can do a spot approvals, but it's in highly encouraged that half of your vacation be spent on three and four day weekends. Yeah, I I, it, it's, it's, I think it's a good idea. It, it's just, I think it's good for the employee. It's good for the person. You know, it it shows that you you you're not just a number. You know. I'll tell you though, I think the whole work life balance thing is uh, a joke in a lot of these situations. <laughs> In a lot of these companies, it is a joke. Oh, for sure. And they say it because it sounds really good, but I have never been somewhere where I truly get work-life balance. My last job, that's all they preached about. I never, ever, ever experienced it. Oh, yeah. Frito-Lay was the same way. Work-life balance. I remember when my first daughter was born, I uh, I had a week of vacation that I wanted to use. Um, or that I had I had bid because free to lay you had a bid and we bid a year out so in December you'd bid for that next year's vacation so if you wanted to a week in August you you had no and have shit scheduled so when I bid my wife wasn't pregnant we didn't get pregnant until February as we found out so the bid had already happened well my daughter was scheduled on in August or in uh, October to be born and uh, my vacation was in August. So I ended up canceling my August vacation. I go to my boss and I said, hey, um, I need to, I want to just take that week of vacation. Whenever my daughter's born, I'll just take that week. And he goes like, no, you can't do that. You're, you didn't bid into it. And I said, yeah, I mean, my daughter's being born. Like, I want to be there to take care of my wife and make sure that, you know, she's able to get back on her feet. Like, I want to be able to let her really, really rest for a good solid week after having a fucking baby. Like, I want to be there for my family. I want to help take care. And he's like, no, you have to bid. You know better. He's like, what if somebody got mad because they wanted to take a cruise? And I go, that's a fucking cruise. Like, I'm having a baby, asshole. 
Like, don't you see how the time frame worked? It's not like I planned to fucking do this, you know? I, nope, nope. So that's all right. I found a fucking loophole. So what I did is I could do a buyback on that week of vacation. That means they had to pay me out if I wanted to. They could just, I could work the same week. They'd have to pay me out basically double mm-hmm. because I, that's just how they did it. So I go, all right. I'm like, let me get a buyback form. He's like, okay. So I went and I got a family leave family medical leave because I could take as much time as I wanted on a family medical leave, but it would be unpaid. So I filled out that family medical leave form and I left the date empty and I took that buyback form for vacation. I left the date empty and I said, here, I said, file these for the day my fucking daughter's born, asshole. And he looked at me. He was so fucking mad that I found that loophole. Dude, he didn't talk to me for a good month. He was furious with me that I found a loophole just because he was being a dick. But they they wanted you to always be there because they didn't have coverage. And God forbid they'd come out of that office to fucking do your job. Oh, I remember because I also worked for Frito for a point, And I remember, one, they sued me when I left. And I ended up having to call. And I got handwritten letters back from all the people who worked there that started it. Because a handwritten letter, your, your secretary can't write. I know your handwriting. And secondly, uh I, you have to sit down and actually take the time to do it. I thought that was one of the most beautiful things. That was one of the the best things to come out of a lawsuit. You didn't ask for money. You didn't ask for anything except for a handwritten apology letter. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> Just a slap I, I, in the face. I called the corporate human resources and gave them the whole rundown of everything it was. And I was like, I've got all my documentation. You might want to have somebody high up give me a call back. And within 20 minutes, I had, like, some director on the line. Like, I remember her title was a director, and she was like, hey, I'm calling. I want to know if I can make this right. Like, I'm so sorry that this happened. What is it that you're asking for? And when I said, I want a handwritten letter, and she said, that's oddly specific. And I said, because I know all their handwriting, and I'll know right away if it was them that actually wrote it or somebody else that they just made it and pawned it off on it. She said, if it is not right, you need to give me a call back. She's like, I will make sure that they personally write you that letter. I said, done and done. <laughs> and I had it FedEx. It was like overnighted. So I had it two days later at my doorstep. And I opened up. I was like, damn, she got handwritten letters from them. And the best part is because they were, they were really bad. They were really, they really were messed up. Um, they made me take leave because somebody was sick. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, can I have three days off because I have a funeral and you know somebody is getting out of the hospital I have to take care of. And they were like, no you have to figure out a way to take leave. And I was like, you're okay, all right, fine. I'm going to take a leave. And I'm going to take a week. And then as soon as I got back, they started writing me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those, those people, they're absolutely insane, man. I totally got off topic there. I apologize. No, no, that was, but, and I, you know, you hate to uh, bad mouth people. Like that. I, it was just a bad experience working for that place. It was good for a few years and, Man, it just became so corporate, and it was just such a numbers game. There was no compassion for the employees. It was yeah. grind. I, I know we had one guy here. He was having mental issues, and um, he had asked to take time off. He needed to go away and get himself right. He, it wasn't like it wasn't substance abuse issues. He was just man. He was going through a rough time, and he was a good dude. And um, he ended up fucking sucking on the end of a shotgun in his Frito truck. Well, it was a big it was a big issue. Um he yeah, he had asked for the time off and they denied it and he ended up doing that. And then lawyers were immediately flown in. 
because he had left a letter in the truck, and it was just not a good situation. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, they just grind you to fucking death. And it's definitely changed. I know the leadership has changed. I actually have a friend that is working there now, and it's completely different. But um, For the good or for the bad? They took a lot of money away from people. You know, they took jobs where, you know, it was it was a good-paying job, and they they dissolved it, and they turned it into $15 an hour jobs. Seven, or I take that back. My friend's making seventeen fifty an hour, which, you know, it's not right. That's decent money, but... Huh. Yeah, it was. It used to be a seventy-five thousand dollars a year job. Yeah, but you were. I remember my boss calling. I called my boss one night. Is I was getting off of work three day, three after, three in the afternoon the day before. I said, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling very well. I said, I think I'm gonna have to go to the doctors. I said, I, I something's up, and I don't get that feeling very often. So the next morning, I woke up. My fever was a hundred and two, almost a hundred and three. And I called him. I said, I'm calling out. I have to go to the doctor. And he said, no, you're going to be there. You're going to be there because you need to pretend to be Superman. Get your ass there and get in that truck. And I was just like, um, no, I'm going to go home. I, I don't feel safe even thinking about driving that truck. And I went to the doctor. And the doctor's like, oh, you're fucked up. You're, you're taking three days off. And my boss was furious, furious because yep. he had to go out and do my job. <clears throat> Yeah, they ran it really thin. There was not enough. There was never enough people. They ran it super thin. But I think everywhere is doing that now. Dude, I walked into Cinemark the other yesterday. Uh, we went to Cinemark, and it was there's not a cashier anymore. Everything is kiosks everywhere. You, it's all self serve kiosks. That's the only way to get in the movie. You buy your ticket on Fandango and you scan it at the door, or you use a self serve kiosk. There's not a cashier. Really? Yeah. Dude, jobs are going away. I, you know what? I, it's fine. I rarely go to fucking Walmart. I can't stand the place. Oh, I forget what the hell I had to stop there the other end of the way. I was diapers. I had to get diapers. And I went in, and you know, I'm thinking, fuck, the lines are going to be long, and there's never enough cashiers. Not only were the lines long, and this is, you know, 6 o'clock at night. This is that rush, that evening rush. There wasn't one fucking cashier. They didn't have one lane on there. It was all... They have they have eight on each side, yep, and that's it. And it was oh my god, it was fucking backed up everywhere. They had the majority of the employees were pulling orders for that pull up and drive away shit. But it was yeah, completely different. Wanting to limit your interaction because you can get two people running people's stuff out, and they're showing up slow enough outside, and they're not standing in line, right? So I'm still getting the same amount of sales by doing this, but now I don't need any of these check stands. The check stands are all going away. Yeah. Well, I almost you wonder, know, like, at what point are stores going to be gone? They're not going to. Yeah. Because you still like to go in. Like, I still go to a grocery store. I have to pick stuff up. I still have to go. You know, there's still play. I want. I need to go get deodorant for tomorrow before work. It's seven o'clock at night. And I just got out of the shower and I realized I'm out of deodorant. So now I have to go run and get deodorant. See, but I think that's where you're going to see convenience stores grow, and that's what I think you have seen. I, we have um, Quick Trip here. Quick Trip. It's a big Midwest uh, gas station chain. It's family owned, but they've converted their their gas stations not only into gas stations, but they're not the typical convenience store. You can buy ground beef. You can buy produce. You can buy dairy. You can buy all sorts of, I mean, pork, chicken, beef. You can buy all that stuff, all the quick grab stuff 
that you'd have to run out and grab for a dinner or you know a little bit of groceries they have all that stuff and it's very reasonably priced if not cheaper than your normal grocery store so they're grabbing that business a quick trip here different from your quick trip but same concept we also have bucky's dude and i didn't bucky's is a texas thing those places are insane really it is the largest gas station you'll ever see but they have like they have walls of like chocolate dip pretzels and it's a gift shop and they sell deer feed and they it is, but it's it's mainly convenience store. Like it is a lot of food and drinks, and it's every kind of soft drink, every everything you can think of, and it's forty thousand square feet. That's a big ass convenience store. Oh, it's it's insane. It is insane. And I mean, and there's a lot of them, packed. like a Seven Eleven all over. No, but enough of them where they're like, oh, that's that you'll see them. They're on the highways. Here's the craziest part. No trucks allowed. No semis. Really? Yes. It is only strictly like passenger cars. Interesting. And this place was packed. And well, I thought is that because of location though? Do you have some of those that are off of the highway? Because I know no, like they're all on the highway. Huh? They're all on the highway. See, Quick Trip did that too. Every one of their stores is off a highway exit, but some of them serve. Some of them are like truck stops, and some of them aren't, depending on their location. Yeah, well, Bucky's has I, this is the this is the insane part that I've never seen before, hundred and twelve gas pumps. How how fucking busy do they get? Have you they ever gone busy. there? Have they you ever busy. gone there and seen them? What? They were that busy. You gotta be shitting me. No, there were probably four hundred people in this gas station. What the fuck? What kind of city do you live it in? It was. Yeah, this isn't even in the city, dude. I'm not kidding. I had to drive because I hadn't actually been to one yet. So I, like, I got to check these places out. It's seven miles from me, and it's starting to get into the boondocks. I was like, damn, okay. This is – I thought this is why I really – I need to have Monir fly out here because he has, like, an obsession with white trash people. He loves them. And not like I want to <laughs> hang out with you. I want to watch you like it's a nature documentary. He wants to study them. He does. And he also has like a weird attraction to white trash women he thinks are really attractive in a weird way. Really? And we'll have to ask him yeah. about that next episode. Yeah. It's not like he'd ever want to date them. It's like he's going to smush and go. And <laughs> I say smush because, dude, I don't know. The ones that were here, it was you, – you think people of Walmart is bad? This might rival it. It was also, I've never seen the whitest people ever. Like, it's the whitest people I have ever seen. Are we seen. talking like UP Michigan people? I am talking like people who are so pale, I don't think they actually ever spend time outside. Like, they were almost translucent white. They had no pigment. <laughs> translucent. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> like powder? Looking, I, oh, yeah. And, like, I'm, if you were at a water park. Think about when you were a kid and you were at like a wet and wild or a big water park. There'd be like two white people you saw. They were like, damn, are they albino? Like they're that they're that white and gingers running around. I wasn't. Yeah, I was in this grocery store or this convenience store and I saw eight that were that white. Texas inbreeding. And I was just like, damn, that, that's a really white. Per damn, that is a really, really white person. Damn. And they just kept getting whiter and whiter. <laughs> but. There was a yeah, it, I just the Bucky's thing was crazy, man. 
Interesting. And it works. It works. It's like one of those stupid. Well, um, what's the attraction? Because people obviously have to travel to this place. Like, what it, it, does it have a restaurant in it that's good? Like, what what's going on here? The food they had like brisket. It was it was all prepared food. So they had like a big what looked almost like a McDonald's and a pizza, hot dogs, hamburgers, and all that shit. Then they had a big one in the center that was like more real prepared foods, and they had brisket sandwiches. And we had just finished eating, and I looked at this brisket sandwich. I was like, damn. That is that looks good enough to like I, I'm full but I still want to eat it. Hmm. So I might have to drive back to Bucky's to try their food. Yeah, I just can't see driving seven miles to go get gas. No, but they have the worst marketing logo ever, dude. It is this big buck tooth beaver that's just ridiculous looking. <laughs> I'll, I'll, next time I'm up there, man, I'll shoot you a video and I'll uh, Marco Polo it over to you. All right. Yeah. By the way, I, if, if I love that app. If anyone out there hasn't checked out that app, Marco Polo, it's like video text. I know a lot of folks like FaceTime, but I always find that shit did not connect very well. But the Marco Polos... Or I have to sit there and have a long conversation. Right, there's that too. But like Marco, it's just quick, especially for the kids. Like the kids talking to the grandparents from across state lines, it's awesome because they still get that upfront personal touch, you know? Yeah, and it's super easy enough to use that old people are good with Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, mom's great with when it. When my dad started using it, like that, when when our dad started using it, I was like, "Damn, if he is using this technology, it is super easy, and he enjoys it." Yeah, because he won't learn new shit for the most part. He's not into it, but yeah, he jumped all over it. And in fact, he actually messaged the granddaughter today, just all out Damn. of the blue, all by himself, which is very impressive for him. That is. How often do you think about that's going to be us in a few years? Like oh. at a certain point, technology is going to get there. I, what are you talking about? I'm already there. Oh, dude, I'm already there. I, I don't, and mainly, I guess it's my job. We don't, I don't, I, yeah, I use computers, but it's pretty basic software. And for the most part, I, other than my phone, I don't really fuck with computers. I don't, just not into it, you know? Uh, so I'm, some of that stuff, like when I, when I had to hook up the Amazon and, um, you know, all the wireless light bulbs and all that shit, that was a nightmare for me. I, and that's when I realized, like, ooh. Maybe I need to, like, go take a technology class or something to kind of keep up with the younger people because I'm not doing it. Even saying that makes you sound old. Well, here's the other problem. Here's the other problem. Living in the state that I do, in the middle of the country, we're a good three or four years behind. Like, where, you know, the West Coast and the East Coast and some of those larger cities have had things like where Uber's really popular and Lyft is really popular – we didn't really start seeing that here until about a year and a half ago. Really? Yeah. So we're we're behind with that kind of stuff. It's it's yeah. It's man. it's well. Big and time. here's why: because in those other cities, the, the reason it because the innovation so happens that happens there. No, it's because it, really it's necessity. And here's how it like. So when I was living in California. For me to drive downtown to go to dinner with my wife, if we're going to go to dinner for the night and I drive down there, one, traffic's already, so I'm having to fight traffic, but now I have to pay for parking. And to pay for parking for three hours, I'm paying mm-hmm. 20 to 30 bucks. Now I'm going to have a couple drinks, and now I have to drive back, so I can't really get lit if I don't want to. For Uber, I can take an Uber, and it's $14 there, $16 back. It's still 30 bucks. I would have paid the exact same amount for parking, but now I don't have to drive. I can get lit. And then I can also start, you know, maybe groping on my wife on the way home, and we're good to go. 
mm-hmm. and it's the same cost. So New York, L.A., Miami, all these places, those cities have all that. It, it's expensive to park. It's hard to get around. Blah, blah blah. Uber and Lyft are so much easier. I ask my wife all the time how much, and I, I think they're starting to actually be statistics on this. How many lives do you think Uber and Lyft have saved? Because I'll tell you right now, when I was younger and I was partying, I would have taken so many less chances, so many less chances, because it's so much cheaper. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I I drove drunk or really buzzed way more times than I probably should have. You know, I, I'll be perfectly honest. I, I've never driven drunk, ever. Really? Yep, won't do it. I just, I won't. The most insane thing that I ever saw, I, I was coming home one day and I was completely sober, and there's a car ahead of me and they were all over the road and all over the road to where I'm like, all right, they're cutting across two lanes. I mean, they're, they're going to kill somebody. So I called the cops and I was following them. Cops finally flew up behind me and pulled this person over. And they, they, you know, as, as they were coming up, the cop lit them up and they hit the gas and hit the car in front of them. So the cop watched them rear end somebody. Oh God. Yeah. And they asked me to stick around, write out a statement of what I saw, what the cops saw, all the stuff that happened, and I was hanging out. And, I, and so I was sitting there writing the statement out, and he came back after interviewing her. I was like, so what's up? He's like, yeah, she just had brain surgery, and she's on a few meds and just not feeling all that well. And so, you know, she's not drunk, but we're sending her home. I was like, you're letting her drive? Like, you just watched her hit somebody, and she told you she had brain surgery. Right. And the guy's like, yeah, I mean, she has a prescription. It's for her, and she said she's okay to drive now. It um, says right so on the yeah. fucking bottle, don't drive. And I just looked at him. I was like, all right, I'm going to let you all clear the hell out of here before I get in my car. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, in our state, it's it's crazy. Like, uh, drinking and driving is a fucking sport. People laugh about it. Like, oh, still, oh it's, it's still a sport. It's nuts. It, people, oh, how many Deweys do you have? What the fuck? You have a goofy name for it? Like that? Just, fucker, this shit's serious. Like it's it's yeah. crazy. It, sometimes the cops will just they'll write you the ticket. You'll have to go to court, but they'll take you home, leave your car on the side of the road. I've heard plenty of stories like that. That the yeah. fact that well, the tavern league controls a lot of the government in this state. Oh, yeah, it's it's a trip what those guys do. Like now, so drinking is a big problem in this state. We have a lot of alcoholism, um, and a lot of it's seasonal too. A lot of it it's due to the seasonal shit, but it's a big problem in this state. I mean, there's bars. Uh, there could be one street that's a mile long, and you'll have seven bars. That's pretty normal. You'll roll into a town that has 300 people, and it'll have four bars, and no banks, and no gas stations, but it'll have four fucking bars that are packed every night. I mean, it's a it's a big thing. So now the Tavern League has talked the legislation into uh, they're actually going to vote on it for alcohol delivery where people can get alcohol delivered to their fucking houses now. What? Yeah. Damn. Yep. So now we're going to really, I mean, okay, so let's look at the pros and cons of this, all right? I see a lot of fucking cons, man. But it, hey, it, but there's, there's one, big, one pro. big pro. There's people that. No one ever has to do a beer run again. Yep. That's the one big fucking pro. That's the only one I can find. But in a state where you have a fuck ton of access already, you're going to make it even more accessible when you have an issue. It's it's. I just don't fucking see how that's a smart idea. It's not. It's not. Do you, you, this was crazy to me because when I got here, when I moved here, there's not bars here. We don't have. Really? So explain yeah. that to me. No, Dry County. Okay. 
So does that mean they just don't sell it? You can go to another county and buy it and bring it back? Or is it illegal to yes. actually have it in your... You go to another county and bring it okay. back. Okay. Like even here, Costco, I, Costco sell, doesn't sell liquor. They're not allowed to. They can sell wine. That's so, so fucking silly to me too. I have to go to a liquor store to buy liquor, which is really upsetting because, I mean, I liked Costco's vodka. Oh, shit. You know? Yeah. And I was like, because Costco's vodka is great goose. Really? But it's a third of the cost. Yeah, it's a third of the cost. Giant bottle's like 30 bucks. Yeah, fucking big bottle of great goose for any 90. You're all, you're all right. Yeah, dude. I'm trying to remember. What is it? Um, Tangeray's gin, right? So Costco's gin is Tangeray. Um, their, oh God, their whiskey, I think, is like Dewar's. I've never heard of and, that. Yeah, there's a, there's a, but all their liquors are another brand's, but way, way cheaper. And so, yeah, Costco doesn't sell liquor here. It's a bummer. You have to go to a liquor store. So even when you go to the grocery store, like you can't go to the grocery store and buy a bottle of vermouth, like if you're cooking with something, because they only sell beer and wine. You have to make a separate trip to a liquor store. You have to go to a liquor store. It's the dumbest shit in the world. And it, the first time I walked in somewhere and it's Sunday morning at 11 o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, all right, I'm buying a bottle of wine because I'm not doing my grocery shopping on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. Nope, sorry, you can't buy that until noon. <laughs> really? Noon? Really? Noon? What's what's the difference between an hour? I'm just curious. Well, what's I, the difference like, between 10 like and 11? I'm going to drink it right now. I, I'm buying it with my weekly groceries. Right. But then again, like eighteen-year-olds can sell booze here, which I always laughed at in Vegas. You had to be twenty-one. Really? So like, the, the the laws are all just stupid. They make absolutely no sense. Yeah, it, it, yeah. And it's funny how they vary from state to state. It's it's fucking goofy. Well, what was it? Something in, in um, when we were in Vegas, the casinos would have those little bottles of water, and they were manufactured in Vegas. But if they stayed within the city, they had to pay a higher tax on them. So they would fill up a semi, drive it to California, let the trailer sit in California just on state line, on the other side of the state line overnight, pick it up the next day and drive it back, and they would avoid the taxes because it was being shipped in from the other st- from another state. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm like, what the? Well, that makes no sense. Or uh, stupid stuff like, um, at the time, I, I was thinking about doing it, Nevada did not have an FDA meat inspector. So they couldn't get raw milk, and there was no one to process meats. So there's a pig farm in Vegas. They would ship everything out of state, have it slaughtered, and then have it shipped right back. You're shipping jobs away. Yeah. Oh, all right, there you go. You know, no one wants to go be a meat inspector. Um, I inspect my yeah. meat every day. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of Talking Meat Wine. Uh, if you could please follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, like us on Facebook, and you can also reach out to the show on thoughtsondemandshow at gmail.com. And last but not least, thank you for sharing the show. We have to share the show, and that is how we build our audience, and it's been really fun kind of reaching out to everybody. So thank you again. Uh, email us. That's the greatest way to get a hold of us. We'll check that, and uh, we can pitch your topics on the show. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Thoughts on demand.